Oh. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. All right, now we have three full hours. Ross Peterson and myself, Travis Justice, here till 11 o'clock tonight, taking your phone calls, taking your tweets, taking your comments about the Hawkeyes' 56 14 win over the Nebraska Cornhuskers today. Ross, my son, was at Memorial Stadium today. Uh, uh, now, hold on. What was he wearing? He was wearing a Hawkeye sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter was uh, celebrating because she um, was wearing her Hawkeye sweatshirt and won a big uh, bet at her school, so she gets a, for a, them. a busy week. Um, so, But I, I got a phone call. You, you were in here. Um, my buddy over there who was there said it was – a large contingency of black and gold, which I predicted. We did talk about this right? on the yeah. Jethro's Barbecue pregame sound off uh, podcast, and by the end of the third quarter, it was like they had taken over the stadium. They got that loud. You so when we talked about this, you, you we knew that a lot of Hawkeye fans were traveling over yeah. there. We'd heard that uh, throughout the week. What your prediction was is that the Hawkeyes would start to push them around, start to really bowl over this team and that Nebraska fans would leave. You told me this, uh, well, it was yesterday when we did yes. this, yesterday morning. You said, Ross, I think that you're going to see a Hawkeye takeover of that stadium by the fourth quarter. Now, we didn't quite see that or hear that. On TV? The takeover yeah. part of it, but I'd love to hear from people that were over there. Right, yeah. Man, we say that right now. You're just going to get a busy signal, but let's get through some of these calls. Open them up. Let's go to John in Indiana. John, you get to start the, the this hour off first on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. It has been a pleasure all season long. I look forward to the bowl sound off. So do um, we. And, by the way, Ross, I hope that we do get basketball sound off. I think that would be a tremendous addition. We're hoping for it, John. We're, we're, we're pushing on our end, man. We're hoping to do it. It'd be a lot of fun. Hey, iHeartRadio, make it happen. <laughs> Um, uh, John, hey, man, i got to call you out on something. I was a little worried because we yeah. follow you on Twitter. It looked like you were giving up pretty early on. Hawks had that defensive touchdown that uh, that, that really swung things early, get called back, and then Colton Raster drops the punt, leaves them in short field position. looked like you were giving up on those Hawks early on. That was, that was a 14-point swing yeah. uh, in the first five minutes, and I thought, okay, well, the last two games really haven't proven that they can uh, get over the uh, the mental hurdle. So, yeah, I thought that they were going to pull a uh, uh, a straight Brett Bielema, Arkansas, hmm. um, uh, or uh, Jim Walden, Iowa State. I thought that they were just going to shut her down. Um, so I uh, give Nebraska a lot of credit. Um, they, they made it a, a game 14-14 at the half, and then uh, – I go to run some errands, come back, and it's already 35-14. I didn't expect it. Um, uh, Some interesting uh, stats, because I always have a couple stats for you. Um, It's the first time that a Hawkeye team has scored 50 or more points twice in a season since 1990. and also, only three teams in the last 40 years have won three straight against Nebraska. Yeah, we had this one, Tex- Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And Texas. Yeah. yeah, And the Texas um, three straight is kind of a weird one because they won uh, the last two games with Nebraska as Big 8 opponents or Big 12 opponents and then came back in like 2010 
and 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 won a game there. So that one was even stretched out over a period of time, John. So it's that's not doesn't happen often to win three straight in Nebraska. It's actually and one last stat. It's actually and then I'll I'll make my uh, comment. No, oh, you haven't done that yet. It, no. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. And Travis, Travis, Travis. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> by the way, by the way, uh, whoever was uh, was trying to roll you and get Chuck. your 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 gird yesterday or in the previous hour, um, uh, we know that you're a Hawkeye fan, but that you are in Omaha, so obviously you have to cover the Huskers. So was there a little of uh, were there some red shaded sunglasses uh, earlier this summer? Yeah, and remember after you no, know, I you know I when we did our pre game, I, I called you out. Yeah, you, there was no way they were winning the Big Ten West and going ten and two. You're exactly right. I went out of the limb, and it wasn't. And it was what. Here's what I did, John. It's kind of like I do with almost every team. I look at schedules and go, okay, and then I play the what if factor. And if the dominoes start rolling in the right direction, it, it didn't happen. Um, and, and Tanner I'll, Lee was not nearly as good as no, ne, as Nebraska hoped. No, or thought, man. not even close. John, go ahead with your comments, man. What do you got for us? It's the the last stat. It's the first time that Nebraska has won four games or less since sixty one. Nineteen sixty one. Yep. Um. So how the mighty have fallen? Already been spurred by Chip Kelly. And now Scott Frost is uh, reportedly meeting with Florida officials. I yeah, you know, Travis's John. Here's the, it, on this. Go ahead. Go what ahead. Is going to happen to Nebraska fans if Frost turns down Nebraska for the Florida job? Um, you, you know what? Be I, riots in Lincoln. I, I here's yes, there will be. <laughs> um, and I, I did a I did an interview um, on a South Dakota radio station on Wednesday. And they asked me that exact same question. I said, you know, sometimes it can work out. And I used Iowa as an example. Because go back to 1999 or 1998. Yeah. And Bob Stoops walks into a a hotel lobby in Atlanta and says, hey, I want to be a Hawk. Everybody wants me to be a Hawk, but Oklahoma just offered me a job. I'll take the job if you offer it to me. And they don't give it to him. It worked out for Bob Stoops and it worked out for the University of Iowa. Sometimes, Sometimes the second best... Is 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 an okay option, and that and that's Mike, the only thing. I, that's the only. What's that? Is Mike Leach the guy? No, Mike, no. I, I I wouldn't think so. I, I I think they've got all their eggs in one basket with Scott Frost. They're not thinking about anybody else right now. Thanks, well, John. Already, there's already a report by a by a guy on Bleacher Report that is saying that, according to his sources within the athletic uh, program at Nebraska, that Frost and Nebraska is a done deal. Yeah. yeah. See, John. Here's the thing, man. Thanks for the phone call, John. We love hearing from you, buddy. We'll talk to you on the uh, hopefully talk to you on some basketball sound offs, but we will talk to you certainly on uh, Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off for the bowl game. These coaching rumors. Travis, I told you this. Uh, there was a Thursday. We're getting ready to go on the air. It's three fifty-five, yep. and a rumor comes across. It's a done deal. Chip Kelly's the next coach at, or not Chip Kelly? Who am I thinking of? Scott, uh, Scott Frost. No, no, no. Uh, was going to Florida. It was Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's done deal. Going well, that to Florida. was your buddy, that, that Sean our, Two Point producer. Yeah, one of the news sources we follow. Done deal. Chip Kelly's going to Florida. Well, obviously that wasn't a done deal. I've heard Scott Frost is a done deal to Nebraska for a week now. I, I, here, look at this. I, Travis, just got this. Just got this. Coaching rumors. Bielema to Nebraska. Mike Riley back to Oregon State. 
Let's let some of this stuff settle well, out. Well, all we know is that Ed does not want Brett Bielema to take the Nebraska job. You're seeing Brett on TV, though. I hope he takes some time off and gets his health under control. He just a lot of pressure at that level. Gained so much uh, weight, I, uh, and he's such a good guy. And he doesn't look healthy. He does not look healthy at all. And he was uh, told as he was walking off the field after losing to Missouri that he was not going to be back as the Arkansas head coach. Listen, there's a lot of great jobs open. There's going to be a lot of fluctuation in college football. It's not going to happen at Iowa, and I don't think it's going to happen at Iowa State. But you just got to let the chips fall where they may. 284-1040. 284-1040. Let's go to Russ in Johnston. Russ, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Let's go. Um, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, Russ? Hey, I just want to say uh, what a great win today. Yeah, it after was. Coming off, oh, yeah. After coming off two ass kickings by uh, Wisconsin and Purdue, I think they came back and did a great job today. And I was hanging out in my neighbor's garage in the middle of November <laughs> watching football. We had a great day today. Garage door open. Didn't have to have the heater on. This was a beautiful one. I actually had shorts on and a t-shirt. It was nice. So that it, it was a great day, and I want to say thanks to everybody that watched the game today, and hope they had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for giving us a phone call, Russ. You know what fans right. did? You know, last week it was describe the one word, how we did that against Purdue. Yeah. When I ended the show last week, Ross, I said, we're just like the football team. You get the 24 hours to, to remorse, mm. and then you move on. You're absolutely right. And I think the Hawks did that, and I think the fan base did that. Because memories are short, yes. and that's good. And right now, you'd rather end the game, the season, the regular season, with a 56-14 win over Nebraska. Greg's been on hold for uh, 25 minutes. Greg calling in from West Des Moines. How are you, sir? Thanks for your patience. Thanks for calling Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, hey, Ross and Travis. First time caller, always listening. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, shout out to my brother in Earlham. He always listens to you guys, too. What's your brother's name? Well, I guess, yeah. you know... Chances are of a, of, a, of another guy in Erlem ha, having a brother named Greg, pretty small. You're you're damn right. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to hey, quick point. Iowa showed a lot of uh, quicker passes and uh, quicker plays today. You know, like jail breaks and stuff to Morset. Where was that game plan at the last couple of weeks? You think with the blitz coming in and uh, what's your guys' opinion on that, Greg? I think I mean, this is going to start a fun conversation because I don't think. You saw too many things different today than we've seen the last several weeks. Those passes, those plays have been a part of that Iowa offense for a very long time. Uh, we maybe saw them a little bit more concentrated today. We saw them back-to-back do this with Easley. But but the short passing plays, the four-yard routes, uh, trying to move the pocket that they did today, all of that stuff has been a part of the game plan the last couple weeks. It goes back to that word we've said over and over. It was execution. Today, you were better than the guys that you lined up across from. Th- that offensive yeah, line was- just absolutely pushed around that uh, that Nebraska defense that's used to giving up a lot of rushing yards, and once they realized the bubble had burst, they just gave up on the night. So I think it's execution. Yeah, and I get Nebraska is not that good defensively. And it's you just, ca- and so as, as one guy pointed out earlier, uh, you didn't drop passes. Which is a, a huge right. part of this. Right on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah. That was Chris that pointed that out. Good job out of you, Chris. Caleb writes in on Twitter at SoundFWHO. Okay. Um, or actually, it's Caleb. I received a Snapchat from my dad. Anybody impressed with that? That they received a Snapchat from their dad? 
Usually it's good kids. job, yeah, Dad. That that's you got a cool dad, Caleb. But said uh, he was at the game. An audible "Let's go Hawks!" chant started the fourth quarter. Very cool. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Two eight four ten forty. John, oh. your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Started being balanced. We're a much better football team, and um, you know a lot of that starts up front. You know we've been uh, working up front and growing and developing that type of thing. But uh, today it looked, uh, at least from the sideline, we, we looked a little bit more like a college line. Uh, yes, they did. Iowa with 313 net yards rushing. That's 6.7 yards per rush. Uh, he mentioned the balance: 505 total yards from the Iowa offense. So uh, that's. That's Iowa football, Ross. 330 rushing yards today. 313 net, but yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. But yeah, I mean, well, take Colton Rastetter's nine yards off of there. I mean, gosh, can I just get away with the 330 one time? Can you give me 330? Nick, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Nick, are Nick. you there? I'm there. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, I just want to ask you guys what your thoughts are. All these Iowa fans are wanting Kirk Ferentz fired after the Wisconsin loss and the Purdue loss, but he continues to put out top ten draft picks, or draft picks in general, and every year he has a good team. He's just consistency. Keep it in perspective here, Nick. Last week, Travis and I talked to 52 of the most angry, passionate Hawkeye fans you could possibly... I mean, the the people that took 25, 30 minutes out of their night to call in, wait on hold, and get on the air and say how pissed they were. And only six of those 52 angry fans called for Coach Ferentz's job. Now, that's six more than we should have had, certainly. But that's... when, When you... So not there. There's not that many Hawkeye fans out there that were calling for Ferentz's job after Wisconsin or after Purdue. There were a few. After it, Purdue, that, we had that, that, I mean, that's probably my 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 home friends, my Charlie <laughs> Richardson, my buddy. <laughs> Come on, Charlie, now be the, better. Now the truth comes be out. Be better, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for taking it. You bet. But, but he brings up a, a point, you know, because we see we see Nebraska chasing the dragon. We yeah. see we see Arkansas chasing the dragon. That's yeah, so what we talked about last we week. We see we see Florida chasing the dragon, and y- you have to pick your poison. Are you okay with seven and five, eight and four, an occasional nine ten win season? And putting out draft picks, or do you want to chase the dragon? That's that's what you have to decide mm-hmm. what you want to be. That's not for me to decide what you want to be. That's not for Ross to decide. But Iowa has to decide what it wants to be. And I'm telling you, Nebraska is a perfect example. It's the model example. In 1997, they were the biggest brand in college sports. Today, they have their first four-win season since 1960 in 55 years. Iowa hasn't chased that dragon. And it's been pretty uh, consistent. Fifty-six years, John. <laughs> John, thanks for calling Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How are you? I'm great. How you doing? We're doing Good. well, sir. What do you want to share with us? Well, I just kind of want to piggyback off of uh, what the last guy said, and uh, um, I, I'm, I'm not real sure why everybody is uh, ragging on the coaching staff. I, 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 I truly think it's an execution thing at this point. And I, I, I know I'm just kind of rambling on here. But, no, you're fine. Um, I no, that would be the other John that rambled. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm continuing to ramble here, but I, I, I do think that uh, if we want, I, I, I think we have to pick our poison. What do we want? Do we want to continue to um, our, our? Do we want to uh, um, law of mediocrity, or do we want to, uh, you know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just going to stop right there. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, John. He edited John himself. Just He's like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to bail. I'm going to bail. But see, I, I can't put it together. I'm, I'm done. And that but that's self-awareness. Yes. That's, that's a self-awareness a lot of callers don't have. John, here's the thing. Let's focus on the positives. You started off really well. I, I completely agree with you. It's not coaching. You piggybacked off the guy's call right in front of you. Here's, here's what happened. Nick stole all of John's material. Okay. Okay. So John came that. out. He said, "Listen, I I, I want to piggyback on that. It's not the coach's fault. It's execution. It's a word we can use over and over, but I think it's the important one. We've talked about drop passes. Talked about the offensive line looks so much better. I mean, that's the difference between Nebraska and Purdue, Wisconsin. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go up to Ankeny. That's where Doug is. Doug, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio ten forty WHO. Hello, guys. How you doing? Good doing to be well better, done. Doug." I just wanted to mention something. You were talking about the Music City Bowl, and one of my daughters and her guy are spending the weekend in Nashville. And after Iowa scored their second touchdown, she sent me a text video in a bar they were in, and after the touchdown, they went around the tables in that, in that bar doing the, doing the stand-up wave spelling Iowa. Wow. So there's, there's a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of fans. I thought it was pretty ironic since you mentioned that. Excellent, Doug. Nice. Good story. Yeah. Appreciate okay, it, Doug. Take care, guys. You too, Thank sir. You. Yep, bye. I do have to say, because we're he coming He said up... he got a video message from his owner. Do you think Doug's another one of those dads that Snapchats? Either that or FaceTiming. Oh, that could be. You yeah. know? Yeah. You can't go wrong with a good FaceTime. 284-1040. Let's go to Jack. Jack, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hello? Hello, hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Hey, um... We're losing a lot of good um, linebackers yeah. next year. Who are we going to replace them with, hmm. you think? That's a great question, Jack, uh, and, and something that has been brought up a little bit throughout the year as there were some injuries and uh, and missteps. I mean, we just didn't seem to bring in any of those younger guys to give them a lot of time. As we've talked about how future the how bright the future is, Jack, for this football team looking at next year, that's the one big question mark for next season. Who's going to play linebacker? And at this point, it'd be pure speculation and guess, buddy. So um, I would expect the Hawkeyes to maybe even go out try to get like a grad transfer, like we saw with uh, with James Butler. Maybe bring in a guy that's got a little bit more experience because next year you're going to be bringing in three guys that's uh, going to be fresh meat to the Big Ten. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, thanks for Jack. the call, Jack. Call. Appreciate it, buddy. You know, before we head to the bottom of the hour break, I got to tell you that Jethro's really went all out today for oh, us. Oh, man. Um, you, there's a reason we talk about Jethro's each and every week, and the reason you need to go to Jethro's or even Splash, because today's meal came from Splash, part of the Jethro's family. So Mike reached out to us and he says, Hey, I'm going to bring you guys some steaks and some crab legs. We're not making this yes. up. We're going to bring you steaks and crab legs. He also brought us some pork chops, by the way. And he also brought us some shrimp cocktail and a, and a bunch of cheesecake. Yeah. But anyway, Travis says, Listen, don't bring us the crab legs. We can't crack them here. We're, it's going to be too much of a mess. Don't worry. I'll crack them and pull the meat from the legs for you. 
So when Jethro and then so- he brought the the melted butter. Oh man, we uh, so most weeks we can't get through all the food that they give yes. us. Paul, we, we had New York strips. We had a filet mignon. We had two pork chops. We had a pasta that had sausage and oh, shrimp man. inside of it. Fantastic. So when you're thinking about what you're going to do for dinner, Jethro's or yes, Splash because their food rocks. Great support of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off all year long. Matter of fact, the last couple of years. Good friends, great food, Jethro's. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off at News Radio 1040 WHO. Fox News Radio. I'm Joy Piazza. As holiday shoppers snatched up bargains this Black Friday. I do not like to shop normally, but on Black Friday, it does make it a lot more interesting. Some ran into protests. Those protesters chanting, whose streets are streets, demonstrating against police brutality along Chicago's Michigan Avenue. Several protesters also arrested at a mall in suburban St. Louis. But overall, online shopping got a boost with many folks using their smartphones. Shoppers spending at least $640 million online already today. Congress has a lot to get to when lawmakers return from Thanksgiving break. Senate GOP leaders intend to vote on a tax reform package next week and then work out differences with a House pass plan before Christmas. But between now and then, Congress must also approve a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown next month. Fox's Jared Halpern lawmakers could also fight over funding for the president's border wall. Fox News. We report. You decide. Go. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Barbecue Sound Off. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. We are here till 11 o'clock tonight. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a great uh, time with family, friends. I know my family is gathered around the TV today. Did you go shopping at all today, Ross? No, dude. We have done something we've never done before kicked butt and we're done shopping already we have like one or two things for you know family and friends to to get and that's it so good job out of the wife that is excellent yeah that is right. excellent. normally i'm a, i'm a christmas eve shopper i'm a guy that's at you walgreens I, yeah. trying to find something that i told you what i'm doing this year right what i'm doing the all i'm doing all my shopping at cracker barrel oh <laughs> Yeah, you got some interesting stuff in the little lobby of Cracker Barrel there. <laughs> Two eight four ten forty. Let's go back to the phones. Ryan, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How you doing, guys? Great, doing well, Ryan. Uh, for, first thing, I always enjoy beating Nebraska, and uh, when the AD said they needed to evaluate where Iowa was in the program, since then we're three and zero against them, and I think the score is like one thirty to forty. Or somewhere around. Yeah, it's the something I just saw this too, Ryan. I, I wish I could remember what it was. It's silly, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. that's nice. Uh, I got a couple things here. You know, people say the play calling, why can't they do that? Or Nebraska's bad. If you look at it against Nebraska, Ohio State, they're rolling, everything looks good. But basically, they're calling the same play yeah. against Northwestern, against Purdue. It's that you got a bunch of freshmen, 18, 19 year olds that aren't always on the same page and execute. That's it. With that offense, you know, even the fourth and two people were complaining about, he cut that up the middle. It's a 20-yard touchdown. That's how close. Some days they're hitting, some they're not. And I think the future's good for that. And people were talking about, you know, are you going to settle for six wins? So basically seven wins is the seven wins is the low. And if they can compete for a title every three, four years, I'd be happy. That hasn't always happened, but it's still been in the top ten. And – 
you know, the other shoe is you want to take a chance, and like you said, then you're chasing your tail for 20 years. And I don't know. I'm happy. I think they got a lot of young kids and a lot of key spots, and I think next year and the year after can really be good. Uh, I don't remember having seen two or three freshmen D-backs having so much raw talent back there also. Right. Them guys are young, and they look good, and I think, you know, like the one kid said earlier, replacing the linebacker is going to be hard, but we got a lot of people coming back. Got a really good defensive line that's going to come back. The strong defensive ends. Epinesa looks like a future superstar in a Hawkeye uniform. The defensive backs are going to be solid. It's that linebacker question mark, Ryan. You're 100% right, man. I couldn't agree more with you on the offense, too. I, it's execution, and it's that's the the fluctuation of the of, yeah, young team. I agree. You look at the Purdue, I mean, the play calling is not that much different, and the outcome is, is light years apart. Thanks for the phone call, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. Andrus on Twitter at SoundOffWHO, tongue-in-cheek, says, Fire ferrets! We need, we need to evaluate where the Nebraska program is. That's a very good point. <laughs> let's go to Dave. Dave, well, ooh, Dave, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I'm not sure of uh, the years or even the decade, but I think it was in the possibly the 90s that uh, the Burger King game in Nebraska, where if uh, Nebraska scored over 50 points against Iowa, that there'd be uh, free Burger Kings on Monday. Do you, you guys remember that? Travis, the the Burger King game? Yes, the Burger King you game. Say, and that's t- now, say this again, Dave. You think that this was late 90s? Well, no, I think it was in the uh, late 80s. Late 80s, uh, I'm sorry, okay. Possibly, and I haven't had a chance to Google it, but okay, I remember okay. it very well that, it, that they advertised if they scored 50 points, and they did. They scored 50 points against us, so there was... There was all these Burger Kings available to uh, you know to Nebraska fans in Lincoln. Well, I just say this to the Nebraska fans: paybacks are hell. I am digging for this right now. Did you find it? I can't find anything. We're gonna look here. Okay. All right, Dave. Bur- Burger King. You- it does look like Burger King's been involved with with Nebraska for well, Hy-Vee's involved with well, Nebraska. I, I know that, obviously. I'll I'll look to it. You keep I, you look for it, Dave. I listen. It's been a very sore spot by memory. So, huh. so he, the claim is that here that it Burger King put some sort of incentive out there for Nebraska to run the score up right. on score over fifty points against Iowa and get a fifty cent whopper or something like that. I don't know. It Somebody's like that. Dave, here's the deal. We're talking to a lot of Hawkeye fans right now with some really good memories. Yeah, somebody's well, going to call yeah. in and, and and fill us in on this. Okay. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, Dave. Hey, Bye-bye. Dave. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving. Two eight four ten four. Ooh, goes to the head of the line, right? Uh oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, see, you got to tell me about that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't look around enough to know this, but yeah, we have a lady calling in. Stephanie goes. Women to the, always go to the top of the line. Stephanie, thank you for the phone call. How are you? Well, hey guys, thanks for the show. I just gotta say, I live in Omaha. So, Trav, I totally, uh, I know you're loving this because so are we. Oh, uh, but, but but Stephanie, they they people say that I'm not a Hawkeye fan on the show. Can you? I know, that? I know. You just got it. It, it, they're probably Huskers. You got to just realize what they're saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's the deal. Truly, we drive back and forth from Kinnick every Saturday, come over, love the Hawks. But today, I just think we we got to look at how we broke the tendencies. 
uh, BS. I swear my husband would yell every time when a second and long. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Eight in the box. Well, today he actually mixed it up. I felt like when we break the tendencies, Ohio State, Penn State, we broke those tendencies. I think we, we look like a completely different team and uh, get the flow of the game going for the guys. Just think it. I think it was a good game by BF today and, and everybody. It's just great to be a Hawk living in Omaha. So uh, go Hawks. I'll let you guys chat it up. And thanks for the Hey, show. Stephanie, real quick. You were at yeah. the game today, right? No. No, I no. Oh, no she's watching on TV. To Nebraska. Oh, you, did, you didn't go down there? <laughs> Stephanie says she didn't want to give her money to Nebraska. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, uh, but I was telling Ross earlier in the week, because Ross, uh, you know, we're geographically, we, we live in different places. But I was telling there's a huge Hawkeye contingency in the Omaha Council Bus area in there. Yeah, I went shopping today uh, for the game, and there were so many people with hot gear on. It was awesome. It was like, go Hawks, go Hawks. And we, of course, said it loud enough around everybody else in their red gear. But, you know, we got to stay strong and teach them young around here. So that's what we're trying to do every day. Go Hawks. Fantastic right, go Hawks, call, Stephanie. Stephanie. Good, stuff. Good job. 284-1040. 284-1040. Let's go to Tim. Tim, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. This you said Tim, right? Yep. All right. I've called in a couple times before. Might have sound a little shaky because I'm old. Maybe I was nervous. You're fine, Tim. You're fine. Take your time. I've only got two comments. One was, you know, a very good win, of course. We needed that. And the second one was, is, since we didn't punt too much today, did our punting average go up? Well, uh, here's the way this works. Besides the first attempt, I understand that one. Yeah, Tim, that's the funny thing about that. So you end up with a 27-yard average on two punts. Uh, two punt, Yep, two punts for 54 yards for 27-yard average. Had a 34-yarder and a 20-yard punt. Uh, and the, the nine-yard loss on the fumbled snap does not even go down as a punt attempt. So it, yeah. you you still dropped your punt average a little bit, even with that twenty seven. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it, sir. All right, stick here. Two eight four, ten forty. Two eight four toe. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Here's Ivory Kelly fighting for that goal line. He is over. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Ivory Kelly Martin. That was the last one. That of was them, the right? last one. Wow. Unfortunately, that was the last that one. That <laughs> happened. There could I think there could have been another one, actually. That mm. happened with uh six thirty four to play. Yes. Wow. Uh three play sixty five yard drive that took a minute twenty seven. There weren't many long drives by the Hawks in the second half by any means. Hawkeyes had am I right about this, Travis? They had three two play drives and a three play drive. I think that's right. 284-1040. Let's get back to the phones. We're here till 11 o'clock tonight. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. What's up, Gary? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just uh, talked with Dolph and Kirk a couple weeks ago, kind of on the same subject matter. I just moved back to Iowa a couple years ago, and I don't watch TV, so it's great to be able to listen to the Hawkeyes every, every game day. Um, everybody, I'd like to try to put this fire the coach thing to rest. We should feel blessed that we have the caliber of coach and Kirk Ferentz that we have at Iowa. And, you know, execution is the main thing here. And one of the hardest things, I think, to coach, oh, or I've never coached a sport, but I've been in charge of teams, 
is to get everybody on the same page on the same day. Are we all there mentally? Are we focused? Are we intent? And that's just a hard thing to do. And I am uh, very happy with this season this year. If it's 7-5, and five, well, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see it 12-0, and 0, but I'm happy with 7-5. and five. The only number that I would like to see that I think Iowa does a great job at is our graduation rate. We're fourth in the Big Ten. That's something that speaks volumes. And another thing about Coach, I know, I think it was this year, guys, didn't he donate a million dollars to yep. the children? Yeah, I mean, that's just the quality of guy we got. Are we always going to be going to a major bowl game? No. But you know what? We're blessed to have a coach like Kirk Ferentz. I'll get off the air here and I'll listen to your comments. Thank you. Appreciate that, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Absolutely. Um, can I have a soapbox for a minute here? Your soapbox is as high as it wants to be. I don't do this very often, but uh, I want to play high road. I want to, we're going to do holier than thou, not high road. I'm going to go low road. Okay. Did you hear about what happened with Iowa State in the last 24 hours? Uh, you were telling me, yes. Um, captain, cornerback, starting quarterback Brian Peavy was arrested last night. He was apparently spray painting a bridge. That'd at be a called park. graffiti. And uh, the cops showed up. They tried to to stop him. He ran from the cops. He was arrested. He went to jail. He was bonded out. They say two to three hundred dollars worth of damage. Uh, I think it was eluding officers, whatever, maybe public damage so, of so, public so property. So he spray allegedly spray painting allegedly graffiti, and then he runs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's, and by uh, the way, Mike Admire from Thirteen said it was art. Though, he's right? he's already been cleared to play. Saturday. He's been cleared to play. K-State, yes. He arrested, spent time in jail. Jim Thorpe Award winner, Desmond King, shows up late for a meeting two years ago, sits the first quarter against Nebraska. Last game of the season, you're coming into the last game, very important game, very important position, starter, team leader, captain, makes a mistake. Coach Ferentz tells him, these are the rules, and you're going to sit down. I was blown away this morning when I saw the reaction that a lot of Iowa State fans had to this PV news. I, I mean, th- this idea of, well, he didn't break a team rule. How many other laws can you break that don't violate team rules? That's, that's, I'm curious about that. I mean, I'm sure like driving with a suspended license or not having your tags renewed or you know driving an unsafe vehicle maybe where the brake lights aren't out. I'm sure those aren't team rules. But you're not going to jail for that. Right, exactly. The cops aren't going to chase you down yeah, but, when you you're know, doing he, that stuff. He might have just been getting in touch with his creative side. Ross. I'm sure that's what it was. You, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, in some in some areas of the country graffiti is actually considered artwork yeah you know who doesn't consider it artwork the police or the guys that have to clean it up yes <laughs> so anyway and i know i don't ever normally when people call in and they say oh you know i love coach ference because he does things the right way i'm the first guy to roll my eyes and scoff at that this morning it was a reminder to me of you know what that wouldn't happen and i and i hope that i've got the consistency that when coach ference is gone and another coach is here, and winning is more important than doing those things, and that coach makes that decision, I hope I'm still here on the air to say, man, Iowa coach, why did you have to make that decision? You should have been consistent. You should have stuck to your guns and punished the kid. But, you know, K-State and all. It's art. Anthony, thanks for calling Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How are you? Hey, thanks, guys. It's DuPont. No from... uh... On our way home from the game right now. Oh, Anthony, so we've heard there was some big uh, Go Hawk chants that were, or IOWA chants that were taken over at the stadium today. 
Oh yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Nice. Pretty I wanted to just uh, hop on and say uh, thanks to IV. I worked for them in IT, and they uh, sponsored a lot of uh, veterans that worked for IV and got free tickets and free tailgate party, and it was just awesome that they did that and uh, supporting the veterans. Um, and I just thought that was really cool and enjoyed the game today. And um, next thing I wanted to ask about is uh, I know that. I think our coaches are really great, and they've they've had that, and you, and you guys have been talking about ex- execution. I think the biggest thing is uh, the student leadership, and just kind of curious of your thoughts on how we as fans can help encourage these guys to step up, because I feel like those years where we uh, had uh, really recently was due to the leadership. The coaches didn't change as much. We got a more aggressive offensive coach now, um, and I really think that that's the big key factor in, in making that execution happen. Student leadership, Anthony. You think you get this, getting the guys, the team leader. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get you saying there. Okay, and you're wondering what we can do as fans to assist in that. I don't know. Encourage them. I know we can't. We don't see them every day, but. Yeah, Anthony, I think that's I think that's the type of stuff that it has to be completely organic from inside the the locker room. It's got to be something those guys recognize it. You know, CJ Beathard, I think the best example we've got of it over the last couple of years was when Jake Rudock was the starting quarterback and we constantly heard this stuff about CJ Beathard. Then once we saw CJ on the field, it seems obvious to me CJ was the leader. CJ was the guy in the locker room and in the weight room and at practice that everybody wanted to be around. He was the cool kid. And that's kind, of, you know, that's part of being the leader. I'm not sure who that guy is on this Hawkeye team. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's part of the issue with having so many young guys. You know, is it okay yeah, for a sophomore? So right. Nate Stanley is a true sophomore. You've got guys on this team that have have been in that locker room for three more years than him, and he's supposed to step in and be the rah rah guy and and get him going. And you know, maybe uh, Akram Wadley just didn't. Um, reach those other guys the way he did some of the others. I don't know. That, that's a great example. That's a great point, Anthony, that it might have been leadership on the team that was part of the inconsistency this year. That's what, that's what I think it was because I heard an interview not too long ago, uh, Josie Jewell talking and how saying that they weren't high-fiving each other and pushing each other when they did yeah. good things on the sideline. And it seemed like they lacked that camaraderie and leadership that we had when that we had that great season man i, I hope so I they really can hope they can get a hold of that yeah hope they can find it in these next 15 practices because now they've got a big monkey to get off their back and that's a bowl preparation which has been a disaster none of these guys have won a bowl game so this that's is crazy this is big for them thanks for the phone call thanks, Anthony. Anthony. hey thanks guys Appreciate Appreciate buddy 284 1040 1040 let's go to dick dick welcome to the jethro's barbecue sound off on news radio 1040 who Hey, hi guys. Hey, I got two things on uh, punting and an uh, omen I saw today. Like uh, on the punting, um, I coached football for at least forty years, and I had a boy that uh, made long snapper for the University of Kansas once. And I'll tell you what: unless you've taken a, a snap from a big time uh, snapper, you better watch out because I helped him out one time and. Uh, he literally took my fingers off. So they're coming at you like a rocket. And I'm not trying to compensate for our punter, but it's just something to think about. 
And um, this morning we were pheasant hunting by the big city of Botna. <laughs> I know Botna well. <laughs> I know you probably do. Anyway, we got you know, we got Hawkeye, Iowa State fans, and Cornhuskers all mingled in down there. But anyway, we're coming up to this road. Like it's the only there. one in Botna. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> you know it, man. So we're coming up there, and uh, the gravel road right by my house, my dad's house, and my grandson and son and my brother and I, and it's pretty wide open. Here comes this huge buck, at least a 10-point, and he's coming, trotting down the gravel road out of nowhere. Like, where did he come from? And he's just springing, and his antlers are just full of corn husks and stalks. It's like, what? So I figured, you know how the saying goes, it's like, you know what, the Huskers. So I figured that's why maybe we won the game today. This buck has had all these husks in his uh, antlers. So, I mean, and honestly, we only had pop, nothing else, but just saying. Gage, you know, hey, Dick, did you, have, did you go have some beers in Aspinwall then? Uh, no, we stayed south. We stayed in Botna, but didn't go up that far. All right. That's, you can't drive and you know what. All so, right, I'm with home. you. All right, yeah. safe hunting. I think Dick was trying to tell a story about how those corn husks got bumped. Oh. Got, yeah, yeah. There was- All right. God, that hour flew by. Everybody stay at home. We'll get to your phone calls next. We're AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. an Egyptian terror attack. I'm Jack Callahan, Fox News. No claim of responsibility yet, but an ISIS affiliate is suspected in a bomb attack on a mosque in Egypt. At least 235 people killed. President Trump reaching out to Egypt's President al-Sisi. Upon learning of the terror attack, the president tweeting horrible and cowardly terrorist attack on innocent and defenseless worshippers in Egypt. The world cannot tolerate terrorism, he wrote. We must defeat them militarily and discredit the extremist ideology that forms the basis of their existence. Earlier, President Trump called President Erdogan of Turkey to discuss the ongoing Syrian civil war. The president on Twitter writing he wants to bring peace to what he called the mess I inherited in the Middle East. Fox's John Decker at the White House, the United Nations Security Council condemning the attacks as heinous and unjustifiable. Fears of a terror attack in London appear to be unfounded. Police responded to a call at 4.45 p.m., about quarter to 12 Eastern time, responding to reports of shots fired right in the subway station of Oxford Circus. Very quickly, armed police were on the scene. A major evacuation took place, and there were scenes of armed police going shop to shop, telling people to shelter where they could. What we now gather is transport police and metropolitan police have said there are no evidence yet that shots were fired, and in fact, transport police saying they were responding to a customer incident. But it was the speed with which police responded and the chaos that that ensued in this busy part of London that, of course, got everyone's minds racing and thinking back to those numerous terror attacks we've seen. Fox's Benjamin Hall in London. Fire has ripped through a hotel in the Black Sea Resort city of Batumi. The Interior Ministry in the Republic of Georgia reports at least a dozen people have been killed. All across the U.S., it's the closing hours of Black Friday, one of the biggest shopping days of the year. Fox News, fair and balanced.